Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Speak to everyone about something that I'm quite curious about at the moment. Just a kind of curiosity on to and from the school run, right? Have you ever looked into one of those... Uh, blue exchange phone cable boxes, not a technical term, at the end of your street. You know those things that are like, or your, yes. your fibre, is it fibre? Yeah, 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 your fibre broadband. Fibre broadband. Well, we've got one of them at the end of our road, so I walk past it probably like four or five times a day, and every so often there'll be like a little person sat there with a mini little fishing stool, having a go in it, like doing stuff to it. And I always try and walk behind to have a little look. Um, and for the first time probably, I had a little look at it the other day, because this fellow was working on it. It's an absolute mess in there absolute chaos <laughs> I always thought it was some kind of like thing where they've got it in order and you know they're, they're plugging in different lines a little bit like um, a receptionist in an exchange in World War 2 or something like that connecting people up but there was wires everywhere it's an absolute shambles I don't know how they do it. I think about what uh, the, the back of the TV is like and the yeah. little tabs that I have to put on that to make sure I'm putting the right thing in the right thing. How they do that, no idea. So I, mean, I don't want to cast dispersions in any way on, in the uh, telecommunications industry, but if you work in this field, what the hell is going on? I mean, Becky has tweeted us to say <laughs> they're also full of spiders because of how warm it is in there. So, I mean, this is for the people who've got to sit really close to it with them fleeces on, having spiders jumping at you, this is horrendous. Is is it a shambles or maybe we're just not seeing it, right? Keith says he used to work in fibre connections. He says, let me tell you, compared to most, that cab is an absolute dream. Obviously a technical term there, the cab. <laughs> the cab. I'll start calling cabinet, it the cab. I guess. Cabinet. Cabinet's too lofty though, doesn't it? Imagine you got like you get four or five wine glasses if you've got some friends coming over. Uh, Gavin says, I think those kind of things are almost a backwards game of Jenga. We have a reel of cable presented to you at the start of the financial year and they have to get rid of it by the end of it. And if they haven't got rid of it, they just hide it in the cabinet so that their bonus isn't hit. The plot thickens. I mean, this is an interesting point in terms of something to talk about in this hour of the show. If there's one specific area of your job that you, and if you put your hand on your heart and be honest about it, find quite baffling or confusing, even though it's your career, we'd love to hear from you tonight on Home Time. Hope you're all making notes. Uh, Slim in Reading says this. Those old green cabinets, they're just where the E-side cables come from the exchange and connect to the D-side cables going to the customers. They may also be connected through the fibre in the shiny green box nearby. They have different modules inside, but after years of abuse, they are chaos. It's, I mean, that's sounding more towards being complicated again, isn't it? This <laughs> Text here from Jordan says, I'm a telecoms engineer. If you can count to 10, you can do my job. It looks like a nightmare, but it's really quite simple when shown. Well, let's find out. We've got an actual telecoms engineer on the phone who can give us some intel. Craig, what do you want to tell us? Yeah, so I work for Overreach. So basically, I work in the green boxes uh, that you see dyed around. It's probably the same. But yeah, it is an organised um, it's an organised mess. Should we put it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Does each of those little wires have like a little number for a house at the end of it then, surely? So, yeah, so they basically, you've got lines coming from the exchange, yeah. the dials in, and then in those green boxes you divert it off to the houses. So if someone moves out and they get a new dial tone or a new number, then you find it in the cab and you link it up to their side in that cab, in the same cab. We, we've had texts coming to the show so far this afternoon, Craig. One person has said that uh, dogs wee in them. And someone else said that they've got spiders in them. Is that is that the case for you? Yeah, some prone boxes can be uh, smell of wee, should we say? Um, and yeah, there are lots of spiders in them. Somebody else said that the spiders go in there because they're warm. Is, is there actually warmth that comes <laughs> from these things? Yeah, because the fibres in there it has a it does have a voltage going through there. Um, wow! Which generates 
little bit of warmth. So, so, so the next time I get the next time I get shut out of the house, I could just sit up against that cabinet. Pretty much, yeah. You could climb into it. You know, like Luke Skywalker gets into that Tonton <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back. Get in there, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> Asking you this evening on the show, what is the most confusing and baffling part of your job? After we got a bit of an insight, thank you to all the telecoms uh, engineers that have got in touch, bit of an insight into what goes on into them little blue and green cabinets that you get at the end of the roads. Uh, Anthony says, if you want confusion, have a look at the HGV driver's hours, rules and working time directives. Oh, that sounds pretty stressful. I've always thought as well, having watched MasterChef and, and uh, Boiling Point and a couple of chef programmes, you know when you've got like a load of different like people doing wanting eggs, but all at different yep. times, or steaks at different times, how do they know? How do, they, how do you keep track of all that stuff in a kitchen? Smartphones, I think, make it easier these days because you can put multiple timers on, surely. So you're saying that in a modern kitchen they have a smartphone for every single egg? <laughs> yeah, I reckon they, they sharpie every egg and like label which one's which. If you work in kitchens, tell us about that. Uh, Luvian Reese, who's got a fantastic name, she's got in touch, she says, it's very niche, but I'm a historian. Uh, the most confusing and baffling thing in my job is having to decipher Victorian doctors' handwriting. <laughs> and, and don't forget the wool people. Amelia says, try to sort out different types of wool. It's a minefield, but I do get to squeeze wool all day. Uh, one final text in about uh, the most confusing thing of your line of work. Uh, John Thwaites has uh, got in touch to say, I once worked in the alarm section of a conservatory firm. They sold that section off but forgot about me and didn't relocate me. So I spent two years pretending I was doing something and no one bothered asking me what I actually did. There you go, there's confusion. <laughs> Good on him. Uh, <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Right, so look, I, I know, first of all, that what I'm about to say is, is weird, but I need your help. I want to take my torch for a test drive tonight. If this, if this is allegory or something, then we've got some big problems. <laughs> I promise you, it's all, it's all above board. So, a couple of months back, um, as we were like approaching the winter, I saw some doom and gloom story about, oh, we don't know whether we'll keep the lights on and all this kind of stuff. And obviously it's turned out to be fine, but I thought to myself... I better get in some candles. Better make sure we've got a torch. And I suddenly realised we don't have a torch. So for a while I've been wanting to get a torch. Anyway, cut a long story short, a couple of days ago I ordered a torch uh, from a very famous online uh, retailer that gets stuff to you quickly. It arrived today, Bush. I'm the proud owner of the Shadowhawk High Performance Flashlight. Tried it on my wow. wife earlier, almost blinded her. I bet she was over the moon. You really have been getting into The Last of Us. You're prepping for literally the end of the world right now. <laughs> I am. But now here's the thing, right? Because obviously, you know, it's a standard day. It's not much fun having a torch during the day. I want to give it a proper play tonight. But the thing is, I don't think you can go out using a torch without looking at anything other than shifty. So I'm after some ideas of what I can do just to try and use my torch tonight. Well, I mean, one of my favourite things to do with a torch, which you can still do indoors just by turning off the lights, is... To to shine it from underneath your hand to make it look like you, you're a skeleton. Well, you, essentially, you are a skeleton, but you can see your skeleton. But, but honestly, I promise you, this torch that I've bought, it says on the box, high-performance flashlight. I don't think you can operate it that close to your body because it, it will just blind you. If you closed your eyes and I shone it at you, it would see through your eyelids. Are we talking about the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark type thing here? <laughs> 
Me with the glasses and the hat. Honestly, the reviews online say this is like a car's headlights. Oh, my word. So, like, you need you need someone outdoors to really put this thing yeah. through its paces. I think so, yeah. So what can I do? I, I appreciate it's a very surreal question, but I would like some answers. What can I do with me torch tonight? Little torch test drive that isn't going to look shifty. I think it's a little bit tricky. Uh, this tweet here says, you need to wait for the fog and wave it around like a lightsaber. Oh, my word. What an amazing view your next-door neighbour would get of that in your back garden. That'd be a great thing. <laughs> do you know what I've got? I, I don't, what he does in his, though. Oh, I know. I don't even want to go there. I mean, for me, we don't have a torch, proper, like, directional torch. I've got a torch lamp. So, like, a lamp that you hold above your head, like a, a villi- villager in, in a medieval town coming to the gates. Like a lantern, basically, what yeah, you are saying. Exactly. A lantern on a handle, like an old pitchfork-wielding villager. It's an amazing thing. Uh, now, obviously, you did not know that I was going to come in today and we'd be talking about test driving a torch. But I do need tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, I do need to see a picture of your lantern, please. Well, there's, now there's an offer. But see what's happened in our house? We keep getting foxes digging up the end of our garden. So I'll regularly go out with me lantern above my head, again like a, a pitchfork-wielding villager from The Simpsons, and just do a perimeter check just to see what they're doing. I'm going to do that. So that's one thing I can do. I don't think that's shifty. I'm just protecting my boundaries. I speak on behalf of Bush and myself. We genuinely love you guys. Doing this every night is such fun because I know that we've asked a surreal question tonight, but there are so many people getting in touch. Mozza's texted, If I was lucky enough to own such a torch, I'd rush down to a reputable toy retailer and purchase a child's life-size toy dog, attach it to a rigid pole, and in the dark, you would look like you were shot. Finding the way for the safety of your dog. You're welcome. That is one of the most unusual texts we've ever received on this show. But fair play to him for his imagination. Uh, this one here says, I, I recently bought a torch, great buy. I use it for walking the dog in the morning around the park. But you know what? It's so bright that I've ended up standing in the park, illuminating my own house to see if I can try and wake the wife up. <laughs> what is going on with people? That's another thing I can do later. Um, Claire is hanging on. Claire, what can I do tonight with the torch? Going ghost hunting in Salisbury, Wiltshire. Oh, Claire, I used to live in Bournemouth. I know Salisbury very well. Um, it's it's oh. what a historical city to go ghost hunting. Is that what you're doing tonight? Well, yeah, we do do it. So basically, we've got um, a cottage that we hire out to groups to go um, ghost hunting, and it's a 1700 cottage um, wow. where it's in a village just outside of Salisbury but it's got a lot of history I bet um, yeah I bet, I bet you can't move you've got a torch in there it's wall to wall orbs can't move yeah, for orbs absolutely now Claire my, my torch I think is quite bright it's, it's quite quite a high lumen factor um, yeah that's, that's not going to put, put that wouldn't put the ghosts off do you do you need a no. powerful one no they'd love that they'll love that so yeah, anything like that. We use laser pens, all sorts. We've got loads of different equipment we use. So we normally we normally invest in some good torches. Wow. So I know what you're talking about. Hey, it's good to know, even in the afterlife, people are still obsessed with watching a laser pen go around the ceiling, stuff like cats. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
I like this idea. You could use your torch to pretend you're looking in your engine, checking the fluids or something. It's quite a solid idea until my neighbour Gary pulls up and I know he knows all about cars and then suddenly he'd be over and would be like, oh, what's the problem? I can help you. And I'd, I'd be floundering. I'd look like an idiot. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't have a clue with any of that stuff. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Dave has texted to say, uh, test driving your torch, you need a big empty space. Everton's trophy room would be perfect. Come on now. <laughs> Let's not have it like this, all right? <laughs> be gentle. Jamie's got one more idea for the uh, torch test drive tonight. If you get to the coast or a pier, you could attach it to your head and spin round slowly and act like a lighthouse. Now, Bush, actually, Leon C. Southend, that probably would be the closest one to me. If you all right if I drive over tonight? As long as I don't have to join you, you're more than welcome to knock yourself out, quite literally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Wednesday nights means midweek games night, and we've got one that's a bit different for you guys this evening. Uh, you may not be aware that I'm broadcasting from the studio here in Soho in London. Richie is broadcasting from home. For what reason, Richie? Why are you there? <laughs> well, a, a double. Well, primarily because I, there are no drivers to drive the trains to get into work. Um, I, I thought I was also going to have to be here because of a school strike, but then he went in. So, uh, uh, but that's why I'm here. Look, that's the radiator, just to prove. Oh, I'm sure it's off. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, uh, seeing as we've got this whole school thing going on today with strikes across the country, etc., we thought we would channel uh, an activity that we would have most people of a certain age would have done at school. It's a very 70s or 80s activity. This, and that is making a picture out of macaroni. Have you done that when you were a kid, uh, Richie? You have made us today a, the, the, the picture, a portrait of a celebrity out of macaroni. It's a macaroni celebrity and the, the good home time listeners have to guess what it is. Uh, right, I'm going to put my hand on my heart and genuinely tell you that I am really proud of what I did earlier. I did this, I did this this morning. Uh, sheet of paper, uh, proper kids' school glue kind of stuff, and I've used three different types of uh, yeah. uh, pasta. I've got your fasilli, uh, your conchigli, and your tagliatelle on there. So uh, Chelsea midfield, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and the fusilli is is giving a very box-like outline to the face of this particular celebrity. I've used the conchigli shells as uh, ears and nose. Uh, there is some tagliatelle hair, quite a lot of it, uh, and uh, a broad fusilli smile with some fusilli glasses as well. It's, it's a very, very good picture. It's well composed. I, I, I'll you. give you that. Uh, Peter Hannis says, uh, Richie, is it Morrissey? But smiling. <laughs> it, I can tell you, it's not Morrissey. And then uh, Gareth Bird has said, is it Harry Hill? It looks like Harry Hill. It's, it's got way more hair than Harry Hill's got. <laughs> What's he looking at? Well, listen, if you want to pass the time today, maybe, maybe you're sat outside waiting to pick someone up, have a little look on Twitter at Absolute Radio or our Facebook page. Can you guess Richie's macaroni celebrity? Please have a look now and make it worthwhile because my wife is cross because there's glue all over the table. It's a fantastic picture. Have a little look right now. A lot of guesses coming into the show. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Uh, Laura asks, is it, is it me? It's someone with glasses, so it's obviously me. That would be incendiary. If I'd, if I'd done you, that would have been unfair. It's Macaroni lookalike. You would have ended up in the Essex estuary, so uh, I'm glad you avoided <laughs> that one. Alex Lear says, is it Louis Theroux? Um, it's not Louis. It's not. It's not Louis Theroux. I. I, I 
I, I don't want to give away a clue, but the pasta kind of actually does lend to the 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 colouring of the celebrity's <laughs> hair, and obviously Louis threw has very uh, dark hair, so it's not him. And there is an elephant in the room. I did want to mention it earlier on, but Dave has, has mentioned it on Twitter, so let's just have it out right now. And he does make a very valid point. He says, Richie, that's not macaroni, is it? Oh, none of it's macaroni. <laughs> you know, Fusilli, Conchigli and Tagliatelle. <laughs> The only person that's managed to do a face of a celebrity out of macaroni, but without using macaroni. <laughs> You'd have to say I've gone the extra mile. You have, by you have. rifling through three different bags of pasta, <laughs> but none of it's macaroni. Now, someone has said something that this person, no offence to this person, isn't technically a celebrity, but it could still work. But I don't know whether you've got the cojones, Richie, to have done this. They're suggesting it might be our boss, Paul. Do you think it's Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh dear, that's that's uh, maybe all go a flush. No, it's it's not. But he is a celebrity in our eyes. He is a celebrity in our eyes. That'd be an interesting uh, way to maybe not get a new contract negotiation. <laughs> As you clarified earlier on, it's not our boss, Paul. No, it's not. Uh, it, there are obviously uh, it, the, the, whoever it is is wearing glasses uh, made out of fusilli. They've got a uh, conchigli shell, ears and nose, uh, and some uh, tagliatelle hair, which is uh, in this particular portrait somewhat to one side. Uh, Helen says, "Is it uh, Absolute Radio's very own Leona?" No, it's not Leona. <laughs> smiling, Big smile on smiling. This one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Laura Anderson says we both said that, by the way. So if there's any hate, we can, at least we can kind of hide out together. Uh, Laura Anderson says, "Is it Lewis Capaldi?" That's a good shout. Uh, do you know what? I can I can see what they're saying. I feel like Roy Walker. Um, I can see what they're saying with the hair, but it's not Lewis Capaldi. So I don't think anyone, uh, to be fair, unless I mean, there's been loads of Facebook comments. It's hard to go through all of them, but overall, you might have hoodwinked the nation. I have found one correct answer, um, ironically, from Thomas Rugman, uh, because Good the name. correct answer is Sir Elton John. Oh, Sir Elton John. And why have you picked Sir Elton John? Uh, well, do you know what? Um, I was trying to think of a celebrity to do. I went on Google and said, who's the most famous person in the UK? And Google said the Queen, and that didn't feel quite right. Yeah, too um, soon. So... Too soon out of uh, macaroni, or for silly for that matter. Uh, so then I went second choice, which was Sir Elton John. It's an amazing picture. You've done us a great job, done us proud, and I'm sure Elton would be over the moon with that if you do take it along with you when you go and see him live at some point this year. Yes. Well, I'm going to the O2 in April, so I'm going to fold it up in my little bag and give it to him. If you see, if you go into that gig, keep an eye out for Richie being tasered by Elton Security. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Russia Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, that's it. Another Daily Takeaway done and dusted. Uh, just want to pick up something, uh, pick up on something you said at the beginning of the episodes about how how you got into bed last night and, and Katie told you to shut up, I'm not interested. It's, it's about football, by uh, the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that we are both in the same situation with that. Natalie has told me after eight years now, she's, please do not try and even talk to me about football because it's fine for you to like it, but I'm just not interested. I don't even want to see a good goal. Listen now, why imagine, imagine being like that? You do know what I mean. I can understand why they're like that, but like, what imagine being like that? The, the, the word Kate uses with me a lot is I, I, I discovered a couple of years ago that if I could involve her in the storylines of football, then it was a way of luring her in and maybe getting a pass of being able to play it, you know, watch it in the lounge. She now uses a phrase, uh, "Don't engage with me about it." <laughs> How bleak! It's weird, right? Like with the whole sort of like, "Don't show me a good goal." Natalie went a step further. She she said, 
I don't. A goal is a goal to me. They they just look all the same. I I oh. don't understand how anybody could look at a toe poke over the line, and then a thirty five yard screamer, and not appreciate that one is ugly and one is beautiful. Do you know what I'm going to do? Because Natalie has got a, a good friend that does her nails for her. Right, I'm going to go on her next Instagram post to say her nails look like the last time she had them done. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah, maybe it won't.